it, when you start to jump into doing these uncomfortable things, that's when you learn the way to success. That's when you start achieving your goals step by step. What is it, fam? This is your host, May Bernilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. Hello, Scale of Socials fam. Today, we are joined by my dear friend and client and fellow coach in sharing with us the good and the bad and the ugly behind the success that she is right now. Not just on the monetary side, but honestly on how life is, how much rest you're getting, how much family time are you getting, how much self-care are you doing, and all the other aspects that is not being talked a lot online. I am so excited to bring in Miss Karen at Workflows with Karen today with us. Hello, Karen. Tell us what you do and who you are. Hello, hello, everyone. It's nice to be here. I am Karen. I am a certified Dubsado specialist and an operations VA. I currently offer Dubsado setup services and business operations support, which I just launched this year. And I currently serve my fellow service providers. I have been doing this since I joined OBS. So that's over two years. But before I launched my workforce with Karen business, I've been in the online job industry since 2007. You guys, I'm going to do a peek at how I do case study. One, I tell you where the person is at. And then we will go through where the person was before. And then we'll go through what happened in between. Point B, point A, and what is the journey in between. Karen, I want to hear from you directly, just very briefly. How is life treating you these days? I don't even have the accurate adjective for that, but I guess my word for this year is ease. And that's so far where we just hit April. And for my first three months of the year, I've been feeling that ease and contentment in life. And that's where I want to be. So life's treating me good. (laughs) Okay. I I think like that's an umbrella statement. Can you tell us a bit more about you mentioned that you started this, what, was that two years ago as um, Dubsado mainly? Can you give us a peek at how does it look like clients-wise, package-selling-wise, just like a little bit of an overview? Package-wise, and I think you already know this, I'm already selling my main package at 4000 and I only need two, three clients per month to hit my income goal. And that's the project-based businesses. I have a VA team recently launched this year. So I still got that recurring income, which is really doing great so far. We're booked. We're fully booked until Q3. That's huge. So I'm maintaining these retainer clients. Right now, my project-based business has become the secondary, to be honest, because I'm not even worried because I priced my package premium, as premium as I can. I'm not even worried if I'm not 
going to get clients this month because if I get one or two next month, that will still cover my expenses and more and more. And plus, I am helping the VA team I have. I'm working with seven amazing VAs who are helping me serve my clients in the business operation side. And then I have my social media manager who is taking care of my socials, where I mainly get my clients plus referrals. There's been a consistent flow of clients and income, which is absolutely glorious. I can't even complain. I love that. It seems like there really is overflow. And there is no such feeling as the neediness and the desperation. And I want to point this out because when we start, this is almost the main thing. Like this is sort of the thing that you seem to inevitably experience, right? Like the idea that getting clients is difficult or like we don't know what to do or there's always something new. Like all these things are with us, especially when we're at the start. But then like this just goes to show that if you take a look at two years, in doing this because we were together when you started, it is really just a very small amount of time. If you zoom out and look at being in business, because when we met, how many years were you in? Eight years? That's already a lot. Like if you zoom out, two years is nothing compared to 10, 15 years of being in the business, this being our main profession. So that goes to show what two years can do. It's such a change of mindset. When I look back at our first coaching call, I was in tears because I could not, like, I was confused. How can I reach my income goal? These are my struggles. I just can't seem to figure out what I need to do. And now everything's just flowing with ease. So, wow, just wow. And to think it's 24 months. Imagine what can happen in five more years, right? Like, I just want everyone who is listening to this to be very aware that most worry and anxiety is coming from the timeline, a timeline that we self-impose, a timeline that we thought that we should have because a program is just three months or this coach is just supporting me for five months. And so I think I need to get my shit together in like that span of time, right? Which is so untrue because you're not going to quit when you don't get it in three months. You keep trying again. Now we have taken a dip on the overflow and what is the now. And I want to understand now it's so different. What was it like when you were at the beginning? Now you were like, I was in tears when I was in that coaching call. Yes, you were. And I was shook to my core. <laughs> I want to know, take me through how it was. You were pivoting. You were sick and tired of charging low. You know, you could charge higher. You were uncertain. You didn't know. Like there was a lot of things described to us what that felt like. Like just the things you can remember, because I know some of the people who are listening might still be in that situation right now. I want to go back to when I really started with virtual assistance, which was when I did this 2007, virtual assistance was fairly new in the Philippines. And I didn't even know what it was when I applied for it. And I just thought Mm. it was virtual assistance was just like a, a different term, another term for call center, which was at that time very popular. And I played different roles when I started, I got paid 6,000 pesos per month for a full-time job. For those who are not familiar, 6,000 pesos per month is 60 cents per hour if you work full-time. This increase, well, that was 2007. This increased to 50,000 after two to three months when I got assigned to supervise the whole team. But I was working 15 hours a day with two clients plus my supervisory position It was so tough. I slept in the office because who would have time to go home when you work 15 hours a day? But that's also when I started to enjoy being in the operations. 
spearheading projects, but I was earning six thousand, well, fifteen thousand at that time. When I decided to go freelance, my rate increased just a little bit, but I was always in a in an hourly setup. I thought it was the only way to go, an hourly setup. And then I worked as a VA coach for two years. I passed on that knowledge that we can only work as a VA in an hourly setup. That's how I got that frustration that I could not reach my income goal. I I always feel exhausted because I was working hourly. I thought that I was working hard to increase my hourly rate. I had it up to $35 per hour while I was only doing simple admin jobs. And I thought that that was the most premium that I can charge. Uh, But still, I was exhausted. I got burnt out. I quit my coaching because I was just so tired. Still, I wasn't earning enough. And that's when I met you. We talked about how I need to price myself. And that's where I started. That was such a journey. Like, that is a full roller coaster. You're like, yay, I'm now freelancing. But like, oh, I'm earning so low. And you're like, yeah, I can now coach. But then you're like, oh my God, this must not be the right thing I'm passing on. When I met you, I remember you being, again, like tired of charging hourly. And you definitely was very sure that there was a different path out there. But it was a massive shift because you're literally jumping into something that is so new, building expertise from scratch, building your audience and your authority from scratch. And there's a lot of uncertainty in that. My question in that is, what pushed you to that direction? I've had enough. Like, I can't live the way I was living that time. And then when the pandemic hit, I got really burnt out. I got digital fatigue. That was before I learned about OBS. I was just like, this is not how I want things to be. I've always advocated charging more and working less, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't living it. I mean, I thought I was because again, I was charging $35 per hour and I thought that was it. And I was like, is this it? Is there nothing more that I can do to improve this? (laughs) I knew there were, because I was already looking up to a couple of coaches in their freelancing coaches back then. I knew that there's a way, but I just didn't know how to start. Like, how do I do what they're doing? And then when I watch these video tutorials, they don't seem aligned with what I wanted. So when I reached out to you, Diara convinced me to reach out to you. And she's always been like, coach, this is the game changer in my business. So I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. And then you ask the right questions. It was very triggering. (laughs) The questions were very triggering. I was like, no, I'm such a mess. That's when I realized I was a mess and I need to get on. I need to, I need to hire you as my coach. (laughs) I love that. Well, I I am so glad. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step-by-step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, helped me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. I want to point out when you said like it was very triggering because I ask everyone the same things before I work with them, right? And what I'm really doing is just I'm putting a mirror in front of you. Like I'm letting you see what's going on in your life. 
without an intention for you to feel a certain way because a lot of people use that in a different way as well right like they feel like if you don't work with me you, what are you doing like i don't want it like that but when you feel triggered i always think that it is because you know there's a better way but you're not yet living it so a part of you is really annoyed and you're like I really want to go through that because I know there's something more. And that mirror in front of you makes you realize how much more you want out of this direction. And when a person is presented this mirror, they either are triggered and do something about it, or they step back because the risk is too much. There's uncertainty. It's like, yeah, now I know that I'm not doing that well, but then you're being invited to invest a huge amount of money, if I'd be honest. And then when you're getting into a program like that, it's not even a guarantee, right? Because you have to put in the work. So when you were, just take me through this, not only for OBS, but I'm sure you've had a ton of other investments. Whenever you're investing, there's uncertainty. How do you usually handle that? Because a little bit about me when I do it, I'm realizing that when you embrace and take on uncertainty, it shows how much trust you have in yourself. You trust yourself Mm -hmm. that you've done the research. You trust yourself that whatever this program teaches you, you are going to be implementing like it's a lot about self-trust and i want to know that about you whenever you make investment how does that work in the back end what goes in your mind i mean uncertainty there's fear that's influencing uncertainty right and there's a reason why you feel that fear at the back of your mind you know it's going to work but it's something that's uncomfortable you know you're going to do uncomfortable things. You need to get out of your comfort zone. For me, that's where the uncertainty comes. Mm. And that's when I would start doubting myself if I can really do that, if I can really do the uncomfortable things. But you know that when you start doing it, when you start to jump into doing these uncomfortable things, that's when you learn the way to success. That's when you start achieving your goals step by step. For me, even if there's fear and uncertainty, focusing on the end result really helps me to decide to push through, even if it's fearful and scary at that moment. Just looking at the reward, looking beyond the struggles that will happen in between, that helps me decide to really push through and invest There's something about the coaches, other than OBS, I've invested in a couple of skill-related coaching programs as well. Mm -hmm. And every single time I try to invest, I feel that fear. And I know that that's the right coach for me if I feel that fear. Because I know that this coach is about to slap me in my face if I need to. (laughs) If I need some slapping. And I do need slapping. (laughs) But I need someone. I need a coach who can do that. Or not not afraid to call me out. And when you asked me the right, the triggering questions, you said that sometimes it can be a bit annoying. I felt that annoyance. I was like, gosh, this girl knows what she's talking about. (laughs) And it was so annoying because it's true. It's true. (laughs) It triggers something. It's pulling out something. It's pulling that thing inside of you, right? Like, you know, it's there, but, but it's not being awakened. And these questions are really like, Making you face reality, I guess, is what's happening every time, right? If you can do that to me the first time that we talked, wow, how much more if I joined your coaching program? I'm so glad that you made that decision at that time because some other people are will also like face that but won't be ready to accept it or won't be ready to face it. And that's totally fine. Like we all have our own timing, right? And I, I, I think it's important to mention that because I personally believe that 
you make decisions based on what's best for you at the time and i don't want members or like people who love to buy courses and programs to feel like they're missing out on something because they cannot commit at that time that's just a message in the coaching industry that i don't buy into anymore like if this is not the right time for you then don't because you won't show up if you're not at the right timing right so i just want to go back into what you mentioned that it was annoying it was triggering but it was also a big risk like one of the coaches that i work with he was always saying that when we make decisions we always weigh things and when you're making a big risk uh you're facing uncertainty you're paying a massive amount of money you're really weighing two things the pain of facing that uncertainty versus the pain of where you are currently and if i just take a look at your case you were at the stage where you're like i'm sick of this i'm done so the pain of being where you were was really weighing you down and it was heavier than the pain of investing or facing uncertainty and i guess that's yeah. why guess that's many why people many wait people to get to that difficult part before they actually do something about it because sometimes it's still comfortable to stay where you are than mm-hmm. to go out and be uncomfortable achieve your goals well that leads me to my next question which is if you could pinpoint two to three biggest challenges that you face along the way going from where you were into where you are right now what would they be one of the biggest challenges that i had was influenced by my background on how i obtained clients before when i started working as a virtual assistant when i started spearheading that team va team i was the one who bid on projects that was how we gained clients before we would bid projects a bid on projects and then the clients would choose the cheapest person or the cheapest team mm. who can complete the task. So, I knew how to present myself to the clients so that they would choose me over the other bidders, but I also thought that I always needed to be the most affordable while mm. giving them the best results. That's how bidding works, right? Yeah. So, that was the first challenge, charging premium because of that was really hard and then I overcame that because when I went freelance then I start again I started uh charging higher but still I was capped because I was charging hourly rate the other challenge that I had is I didn't have the guidance when I started since that was really new in the Philippines I didn't have the guidance there were no coaches at that time no resources even on google it was super new i couldn't google some courses that i can take so i had zero idea on how to navigate when i started going freelance i had no idea how to price my packages uh, well not really package i didn't know how to price myself should i follow the local daily rate <laughs> i'm not like i'm not working for local clients but should i follow their rate like the american rate but i'm not american so that was so confusing at that There's time a lot of confusion that also um contributed to the doubts if should i do this will this work how do i even get a consistent monthly income if i don't know what i'm doing so that was really a struggle to gain a consistent i did have a monthly income but that was way below my income goal and it wasn't that consistent so very challenging <laughs> So we have undercharging because the affordability was obviously like ingrained in your mind for a long time because that's what's yeah. being taught, right? And that's what we learn to pass yes. on. The second one is lack of guidance. Now, those were the challenges. Can you talk to us about 
a few decisions that you can attribute the success to like now i honestly consider you a massive success because not only on like the income goals but the mindset like you know a person's journey in business when you hear from them and you see their mindset like how they think about pricing how they think about working with clients is there a neediness in there is there desperation in there like that outlook allows us to see a bit of the journey that a person has gone through and you've definitely been through a lot what are the pivots or big decisions not really pivots but massive decisions one or two things that you've taken i can say that the boldest move that i did since i started working online was when i decided to stick to one skill and one niche and create my premium services around that alone it was very scary because i got used to often like i promise you all members and you've been a coach in my program and like you see how much difficulty a person faces when you're telling them stop offering the other things like focus you're not if you are not reaching your goals on one thing how are you going to reach it with six things right i know that people disagree on this what i'm saying is that honestly when i focus on something it was the time when i got my confidence to a level where i could charge higher because i feel like i've put in enough hours enough practice and a lot of experience into something that puts me ahead of 90 percent of the people in the game but you won't be able to do that when you're doing that for six other things like yes the energy on those other five things put it all in one and see how much of an expert you will be at the end of the year like it's just mind-blowing yeah so that was so hard because i got used to offering a lot of different things i had different before i launched workflows with karen i maintained different clients and then i was doing different tasks i had a social media client i had an admin client i had an ea client so that's how i had my income that time so really deciding on focusing on one skill one audience it sounded so impossible that I can create a premium package out of one. Even with other freelancers, we used to think that if you want to charge premium, you need to add a lot of different things in yeah. one package. So I was like, am I going against the current here? This is obviously not going to work. So that was my first thought. But I went ahead anyway. You knew how confused I was before. I even joined or invested in a, an OBM program, yeah. which is yeah. huge too. Yeah. But I ended up not doing it. I decided to um, focus on dub saddle setups. So when I asked you to check my package, I still had those doubts until someone actually bought my package at $2,000. That's when I started. Uh, that was my first client. So I created my service package for a full dub saddle setup at 2000 USD. I got a client. Well, I got a couple of clients. And then I was like, okay, I love a good challenge. So let's increase this. Let's do 2,500. I got more clients. And then 3,000, even more clients. I was like, this that. is fun. That's just so good. <laughs> like, That's amazing. You're like, I'm, you're paying me a lot of money. What, what else can I do for you? <laughs> can I do your laundry or something? <laughs> because we're so not used to it, right? Like, oh, that's a lot of money for very little effort. And the thing is, when you're focusing on something, you actually become an expert at it. It becomes easier for you the more clients you get because you're repeating the same yes. thing. You're mastering the same thing. Yes. So right now, my package starts at 3997 which is almost 4000 And I even removed some of the inclusions that I had when I started. I removed them and I converted them into paid add-ons and clients still buy them. 
it's still confusing, but fun. <laughs> and then that bold move paid off because I am now earning more than enough, of course. And I got certified by Dubsado because I focused on that skill alone and I did my best to become a master of it, which you cannot do if you are distracted and if you're offering a lot of different skills. So yeah, it was really a fun ride. Remember when you challenged me to increase my price and I was like, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You challenged me to increase my price from 3,000 to um, 4,500. I was like, that's a huge jump. Massive jump. So I was like, that's massive. And I was like, okay, um, I will increase, but only up to 4,000. And then someone signed up without questions, without even, we, we, we didn't even have any conversation. And I was like, darn, I should have made it 4,500. <laughs> And you're curious now, right? You're like, I wonder if right? they don't have any question. I wonder if they would have gone through with the 4,500, right? And one thing we're learning from this, and this is what I'm really seeing, is that when someone is clear that they need your help and they see that you are a quality choice, honestly, the money doesn't become a hurdle anymore. Like, they would do what it takes to get you to do the thing. Like, when someone mm -hmm. decides on something, we are stubborn about it. When you're decided into let's say, getting into a program that is beyond what is easily affordable at the moment, you will find ways. This is why they say when you want something, you make it happen. And when there's something that you don't want, if it's not, you're not really convinced, you will find an excuse. A lot of yeah. people will do that and they'll mask that and it becomes a smoke screen for the doubt. And I think that challenge was so fun. And there are times when you're going beyond what you can stand behind. It's definitely cool to, to, to go down because at that time, maybe that was just not the exact moment, but then the situation proved you wrong and you're like, damn it. But it was so fun. And I'm saying that because we can really make this whole pricing and selling thing a bit more fun than people are portraying it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's no pressure. Yeah. Well, I mean, understandably, initially you would feel that. But when you start proving to yourself that there's always an audience for everyone. Yeah. It's easy to ditch that fear of increasing your price because I don't even see it as something scary now. The process was scary at first, but now looking back at how I was super scared, it has become a laughing stock for me. Now I do not hesitate to increase my prices. I still get no's. I still get, you know, people who are not ready to invest and that's okay. That's part of the business. But when you get to close one client at that premium price, it's worth it. two to three clients, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I really want to say this, not everyone who inquires, you don't have to close them all. <laughs> when someone inquires and it's just not a fit, it's totally okay to say, I would love to help, yeah. but it looks like I'm not your girl. Like, it looks like I'm not your guy. And that's totally cool too, because when you leave the space out for the right people, you don't fill it with the wrong people. You don't force to fill yeah. it with the wrong people. The right person comes. And that right yeah. person is our five-star client, right? Communicative, happy yeah. to pay, respects your work, pays on time, like appreciates what you do. And, and I think we all have that. We just have to understand that there's so much for everyone to go around. Like, yeah. if you receive 10 inquiries, you don't have to adjust everything to sign all those 10 people. Maybe only three is a perfect fit and that's fine too. Yeah, totally. I used to have that fear of putting my prices on my website and on my inquiry form. Yeah. But when I started looking at my past clients, they were so ready to sign with me 
So I got rid of that fear and I started adding my price even in, uh, in on my contact form. And I was like, you need to be ready to invest. My services start at this price. You need to be ready to invest before you even submit this contact form. <laughs> and I know a couple of business owners who are afraid of doing that uh, because that might drive people or potential clients away. But I seriously just want to stick. I no longer want to work with people who cannot afford my services because I know I know the quality of my services. This price will give you that quality. You will experience that if you invest with me. But if you're not like if you're not willing to take the risk, that's okay too. Totally. Now I am left with a few very important questions. I always get asked this, but I wanted to come from you being a living proof that you know what it works. Number one is. Why would people pay you more if there are other cheaper options? This is coming from me who who used to bid on projects, (laughs) who used to believe that I need to be the cheapest option so clients would choose me. If you want to work with a dream client, you wouldn't want to choose the one who needs the cheapest. For me, my dream clients understand what they need. If they need a high quality service, they would not choose someone who's the cheapest among the service providers. Being the cheapest does not always mean that you get a good service. That's real talk. I mean, I know there are others who are affordable and who can provide good service, but that doesn't always mean that you'll get the service, the quality of service that you need. Me as a service provider, as someone who has spent years. I've been in the online industry for 16 years. This is my 16th year this year. I know what I can provide. I know the quality and my dream clients choose me over the the affordable ones because they are getting the client experience that they want. If they're serious about their business, they will always be willing to invest regardless of how premium you are, regardless of your prices. I love that. That just makes so much sense. I am someone who does not pick the cheapest option. I always have this thing about, you know, when you're really, really good, you usually know how to price yourself. And some people are just like that. Either go for the mid or for the high. I feel really good paying for the higher ones. If you want to land on a project from a dream client, then you should also project that impression that you know what you're doing. If you are an expert of something, you would not price yourself that cheap. If you're confident about your price, if you're confident about your skill, then you should also be confident about pricing yourself premium. Totally. Because you know the quality of the service that you can give. I just love everything that you said right there. I want you to tell... (laughs) Where to find you, Coach Karen? I am at Workflows with Karen on Instagram. My website is workflowswithkaren.com. Facebook is also facebook.com slash workflowswithkaren. You can reach out to me through email, info at workflowswithkaren.com. If you have questions about how I did this, about my journey, feel free to send me a message. I would be glad to help out. And also, I wanted to say that If you are someone who's still DIYing your journey to success, please invest in a coach as soon as possible. 
because I did that before. Things can be easier. Success can be quicker than normal if you get help, get the help that you need. And also use that fear, whatever fear you feel right now, use that fear as your motivator instead of giving into that and not doing anything. If you feel that fear, go for it. It means that it's worth the investment. It took me 16 years to get here, but things could have been shorter if I invested in a coach sooner and if I was laser focused on what I, uh, I wanted to do before and get the help that you need. Get the help that you need. Words to live by. Coach Karen, I honor you and thank you for joining me today. There's going to be many more to come, but for now, I'm going to have to say goodbye. Thank you guys for joining us. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at Make It Happen, that is spelled as at M A E K I T Happen, and send me a DM with the word OBS. That's letter O B S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.